When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr., back from a spectacularly exhausting and inspiring week in a beautiful St. John, New Brunswick, Canada, from the Canadian Ball Hockey Association National Championships. There was some female, there was some male, there was some 34-plus, some 44-plus being masters, legends. There was something for everybody. Top-level ball hockey at its best. Canada always does well on a world uh, level, the world championships. And within Canada, we have a thriving and competitive national championships that I find often as difficult to win as the world's, if you can believe it. Just a lot of great players in Canada. I've always said everybody can run. Well, shouldn't insult some people who can't, but a lot more people can run than can skate really well. So uh puts a lot of people on a playing field. It's a fast game on an even playing field. I mean, it's a fast game. It's intense. Uh, and uh, I just love it. And it was didn't disappoint. What a great week it was. And uh, big congrats to Team Newfoundland women, female. They uh, they won it in the open. Or no, sorry, sorry, fuck. They had a great semi. They got to the final. They lost. They got silver. But still, you know, silver. 
for a small province like Newfoundland, they lost, I believe, to Ontario in the final. Is uh, three to one too great effort? They could. I, I mean, I watched most of the game. They they hit a couple posts. Could have gone either way, and uh, really proud of them. Uh, and like I said, the so I said I played Masters and Legends. Okay, Masters is thirty four plus, Legends is forty four plus. I wasn't even really playing planning on playing Legends because in two weeks from now, go to the Worlds with Canada and the Masters division. And that's where most of my buddies lie. But uh, Newfoundland had a team and the boys flew me up, got me the hotel room. So I said, fuck it, I'll play with both, um, which was challenging. So a lot of people, I think, when they, they, they assume when I go to these things that I'm going to be boozing all week, but it doesn't work like that. It really doesn't. I usually go up early, get that out of my system on the first night. Although this time I really couldn't because we played. I had to fly out on Monday, and we played that day. So I had two games a day for six days, and it was, uh, you know, so I had to really prepare. It was, uh, I got a lot of sleep. I didn't touch a beer during the tournament. First one I had was after the last game, last day. So really prepared myself. A lot of bananas, a lot of oranges. You know what I do for a lot of people ask me? I never get around to this, but a lot of people ask me how I prepare for these things, how I always did. You know, I get those. Have you ever gone to like the grocery store and you you see the already cooked like chicken pieces that you get? I used to get them for Penny Lane to like toss into craft dinner or something like, you know, to get a bit of protein. They're ready. They're cooked chicken strips or whatever you want to call it. And uh, so I just get those and little tangerines or mandarins. And I, I'm always nibbling at that all day. That way I don't get the cramp the stitches in my stomach right if you eat something big often that'll happen and at these things i might have a game at two and then a game at six so it's not like i can have a big spaghetti meal in between or even early in the morning i'll get up i will have breakfast at maybe eight right but then all day long until that night before i go to bed um you know i'm having little little bites of food you know especially during the game i'll have Definitely three to five mandarins and, uh, you know, half a thing of one of those chicken, half a whatever you call it, thing of chicken. I'm just nibbling away. But anyway, it's just to keep the energy up and keep hydrated. So I'm pounding water and Gatorade like before I'm even thirsty. Then I literally got to take a whiz every 20 minutes, which kind of gets to be a bit of a hassle, but I know I'll be ready that way. So anyway, we got silver and bronze. We got silver in the legends and bronze in the other. I got my flowers. I played with some great linemates. Like I said, sometimes I've won a national championship and had like two or three points the whole tournament. I remember that in 2008. Scored an empty netter was my only goal, and we won. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I was effective. I remember playing while it just didn't bounce in. But in this one, I led both sides in scoring while I tied with Joey Dau, my old Team Canada teammate in the legends and wanted in the masters with uh really got all the bounces and a couple of teammates on both sides got injured so played a lot is one thing and we never want people to get injured but you're asking me how like this happens like once in a while right you'll have a a good tournament and in this particular case everything bounced my way thanks to uh i guess the team canada board who picked me as top forward in the masters side and um, anyway, it was a blast outside. I consider silver and bronze a success. I know it it bites, it hurts, and both in the 
we got the bronze in the Masters because we lost the crossover in overtime with 0.2 of a second on the clock, if you can believe it. And we were up, gave up the lead. And in the in the Legends, we lost in overtime in the final. And we were up 4-1 to one in the third period. So anything can happen. But what often happens, people go 4-1 to one in the third. How did you lose with 10 minutes left? Yes, but... Uh, power plays are big, and not that they were all power play. The boys scored to make it uh, four to two. Pedro Cabral, my old nemesis and my old teammate uh, for Vancouver, and then they got a, a power play. A power play in ball hockey, like I said, when you gain the biggest difference with ball hockey and ice hockey, when you gain the blue line, right? When you gain the blue line, meaning you're you're on side and you gain it, now you can bring it back to the red line. So that. That makes for more room out there, and you got to run. It's a lot harder than skating. You need to get out there, and you know you got to be sprinting. That's why I try to prepare myself so well. You you can't, I can't do it hungover. Chicklets Cup's different. We're out there, and everybody's on the same keel, and you know part of it's boozing and promoting Pink Whitney and Big Deal and all that stuff, and being biz nasty and all that shit. I mean, it's different. I mean, it can be done, but. It's hard around the body. It's really hard on the body. And ball hockey, you get out there and you're sprinting, right? Like you might go from a nothing to a sprint. You know, if I get out and my guy lose my guy and it's a three on two the other way, I got to sprint back, not glide, not skate. Takes a lot longer. Takes a lot more energy, and your muscles, right? You might be on the bench. There might be I don't know various reasons. You're maybe you're not on the penalty kill. You're on the power play. Maybe the other way around, and you got six minutes you didn't play, and then you just go out there and you know someone your guy takes off. Boom, you get a run. So, you know, and, and so anyway, I'm, I'm kind of over explaining it, but that, that part's true. Yes. But when, and the, when you get a power play, that floating blue line really helps out, right? Because you got to either, if you're killing the penalty in ball hockey, you got to either just give them a shot, right? One of the top guys there on the umbrella usually is the way you go about it. You either got to give them a shot, which you think is maybe the lowest percentage or, you know, kind of bite on a guy, but then, you know, the guys are good in ball hockey too. Like there's a lot of nuances within the game that, like, you know, they can tell you, they see one little inch that you're you're overplaying a guy and it's a one-timer. And that happens a lot on the power plays in ball hockey, right? One side to the other, one-timer. And the goalie just doesn't really have a chance if it goes to the right spot. It's just he or she is reacting to to to, you know, moving across the crease and covering as much net as possible, but you often can't see what's coming at you. So anyway, it's a tough, it's a tough week. And, um, we, so we, that happened. We gave up a couple power plays and anyway, one thing led to another. And, uh, so we lost both in overtime, but, uh, it was awesome experience. I had awesome line mates. I'm going to get Jeremy Bishop, who I've played with for years on Team Canada and Team Newfoundland. And a lot of you that don't know ball hockey, bear with me. He's going to be my guest tomorrow. I'm telling you, it's going to be half interesting. And he's, uh, you know, part of my character, Ted Hitchcock, kind of comes from Bish and the like. I told you guys that I'm, I'm, I'm more than anything speeding up a guy I used to imitate growing up, Fonce Fowlow, Tony Fowlow. But uh, definitely part of Hitch comes from Bish. Bish is... The biggest of all the like real good hockey players that I've played with that on a line and really clicked. I mean, he's one of my favorites ever. Played ice hockey with him too in senior, but 
ball hockey, we go back now lots of years on the national team. We played on Team Ireland. We played on Team Newfoundland. I bet you Bish and I got over 30 medals in the last 20 years together, including a world championship. But uh, with Canada, 2018. But um, anyway, of all those players, he's definitely the most Teddy Hitchcock-like for you Shorzy fans. You know, he's he's got an accent. He's what I call... Um, you know, I, I guess you could say a, a, not really a bayman. In Newfoundland, it comes down to like, you know, you're a bayman or you're a townie. But again, we, even within that, there's nuances. He's definitely the biggest noof. You know, you think noof of Terry's buddies. Who's a noof? Who's a noofie? And I don't mean that in a derogatory term. A lot of people take noofies as the wrong way. Um, it's how you use it, I think. But, if, if, you know, there's the noofie bullet was an old train that we had that's um, you know, legendary. The people who call me Noof, Noofie, when I first went away, for the most part, were using it as a term of endearment. But I get like, oh, look at the stupid fucking Noofies. I, I get how you're a Noofie, right? It, it does have a negative con con connotation at times. Like I said, it's a judgment call, the way you use it. Anyway, in the good way, this is what you would think. My buddy Bish, and he's a great hockey player. Chicklets Cup, right? You spit chicklet fans, you know who Bish is. And uh, he'll be joining us tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, the women uh, came second. And um, like I said, we get a silver and a, and a bronze. And the Masters and Legends. So it was a real fun week. And I appreciate the boys flying me up, getting me the hotel room. Other than be away from Penny Lane, I uh, really used the time well because I had my well, my computer there. I did a great um, I did a great I, I, I did a great job of getting my work done. I had a few auditions to do uh, for some for some uh, local shows here, Son of a Critch being one of them. And uh, check that out if you haven't seen it. It's pretty funny, Son of a Critch. Mark Critch, one of the funniest comedians I know. Uh, Canadians might know him from this hour is 22 minutes. Anyway, he's, he's, I'm sure you must know the show I'm talking about, but if not, check it out. It's loosely based on his life growing up here in Newfoundland, and it's at times hilarious. Malcolm McDowell is in it from Clockwork Orange, many other things. I mean, it's top-level show. Um, you know, I say it's local, but it's filmed locally, but this thing is all over the world, man. It's Malcolm McDowell, right? Did I, did I mention that? Anyway, so I got a lot done. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 8778 Hope NY or text Hope NY. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. 
See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I'm checking out some of TR's music recommendations, throwing on my own summer playlist, or listening to other shows on my favorite hockey podcast network, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer, sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people, or to stay calm with some guided meditation. I recently got to see Blink-182 in concert, and since then they've been my go-to summer listening. And let me tell you, Raycons are the best way to listen to some Blink-182. And here's why. You can use the earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, including noise isolation and awareness mode. Better yet, Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including 8 hours of playtime, so that you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they sound just as good. And if that's still not enough for you, Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Tales with TR listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. How about this? So I tell you a story. So I'm in. We're at the uh, Days Inn, and a pretty pretty nice hotel. I mean, from the outside, it's like a hotel motel kind of thing. And I would say, it's, I, I think it's just the area. There's just not much around. It's in like an industrial kind of area. There, there, there's, there's just not much going on. It, yeah, it looks like a two and a half, three out of five when you're on the outside. But you know what? They have a fucking great breakfast, free breakfast, and usually that's continental, but a lot of good about the hotel. Free breakfast and fucking, I mean, omelets, pancakes. I don't eat sausage, but I don't eat breakfast meats, uh, but they're, uh, they're, they're, there's that available. Cereal, milk, coffee, fruit, and everything that you would, you know, if you're at a quote-unquote you know, nicer hotel, four or five star, you're paying 30, 40 bucks for it. So like, I appreciate that, you know, and in their hot tub area, have you guys noticed hot tub area in their pool area? Have you noticed lately that in these pool setups, they've taken away the hot tub? I don't know if it's since COVID, but a lot of hotels don't even use the hot tub anymore. It could be a COVID thing. I don't understand that. You would think in water that's close to boiling, it would be fine. I mean, that's what I've always thought. I mean, because I'm like, you know, there's got to be fucking urine in these things. But the way that I pass it off in my head, there's chlorine and there's fucking the water's boiling or not boiling, but, you know, it's real hot. And I've never, you know, I just don't think about that shit too much. I've lived to this point. I know sometimes there's germs out there and. You would think a hotel pool is guaranteed to have some whiz in it, right? You've you got to be. But I don't know. I'm living to this point. I've always enjoyed it. I was out there swimming around, loving it when I was five. I should have better immunity now. No. 
Anyway, so I don't give a shit for that stuff. But this one had a hot, hot tub. And the other thing is it might have a hot tub, but it's not hot. <laughs> there's always a fucking hotel, hotel room problem. or There's always a problem, I find, with hotel hot tubs. So most of them, the one in Sudbury, even at the Radisson that we're there to do uh, Shorzy, it'll have the pool. And it got the hot tub that used to be there. It's got the hot tub. But I think it got like a plant in it now or something, or they made it into something else. Other places you go from motels to five-star fucking great, supposed to be top-of-the-line hotels, they often take out the hot tub and the sauna, did you notice? Maybe it's a germ thing. I don't know. Anyway, this didn't. And finally, I don't know about this other trend as well. The newer the hotel, it seems they're just go. They're not using bathtubs anymore. Now I love to get a bathtub. I know what you might say, "Fuck Terry, the hotel, hotel fucking bathtub." Are you serious? Well, yeah. I don't know. Again, I've lived to this point. I suppose there's a lot of turnover, but I, they clean them out. I just trust the maids. I guess I don't know. I don't want to think about it too much. I fucking like having a bathtub option. I do. I like getting a book. Or whatever I'm going to do. Sometimes I watch a movie. Put my speaker up on the fucking toilet as I lay in the bath. Lie my fucking phone or my tablet against it. And we've got a winner. Now, I, I, I often do that. I like having a bathtub. And the Days in had one. So, I'm telling you this. A lot of people would think I'm nuts. But, because I've stayed at some awesome hotels. I think the Delta is attached to Harbor Station where we used to play. I mean, I'm going back. I've gone to St. John for a year. I mean... Minor hockey is one thing. And then, you know, pro, Fredericton versus St. John, right? We were Fredericton Canadians. St. John Flames were Calgary's farm team. An hour down the road, it was we played them in pro, you know, exhibition. Both years playoff. Three years, I guess, I was in the A. And I got called up at 18, and we were playing them in the playoffs. The emergence of uh, Dwayne Rollison. But I've gone there a long time. And of all the setups, like I said, there's I'm not putting any of the other hotels down. I'm not. But you would think, what the fuck? You'd rather stay at the Days Inn? Yeah, I had no problem. Except one. I had no problem. I had one problem, and I'm going to tell you about it. So I'm laying at the Days Inn. I've played back-to-back games. I think they were at five and seven or something, back-to-back. I'm fucking exhausted. It's Thursday night. I got two semifinal games the next day. I got ice. I'm going ice, hot bath, ice, hot bath. At this point, I just need some food. So I knew earlier in the day I'd be, and I mean exhausted, like, you know, hard to move your legs. Like, you know, I don't know how much we're running out there, but I'm playing almost every second shift with with both teams. I mean, again, because of injury, I'm this big hero. Um, We needed, as the tournament wore, wore on, We'd uh, needed, you know, some extra shifts at, at a certain guy. So I was playing a lot. And I get, so before the games, except for this reason, I ordered a couple of uh, roasted chicken sub, tuna sub, and a bowl, a tuna bowl, I think it was, whatever, from, from uh, Subway. Or a chicken with, like, fucking rice and veggies in it. Anyway, so... I'm laying down. I'm finally, I sit there and I flick on a movie. And I'm ready to just chill and probably going to fall asleep any second, right? I just been outside, smoked a joint. 
hey man, I got my PlayStation all set up. I'm playing Far Cry 6. I just completed a couple of levels. Now I got it flipped over onto uh, YouTube, actually. Actually, I was watching the Jays highlights, about to watch a movie. And so, fuck, I laid down. I got my fucking sandwich. I start, I take a bite. Now I turn on the light to do so. I like to see my food. I find I experience it better when I can see it. So I turn the light on, and as I'm doing it, I look down to the ground, and I see a mouse. For a mouse, it was a fairly big mouse. It wasn't a rat, but it was a big mouse. So, I mean, I live here by a river, seeing mice. My, my cats bring home mice all the time, you know, from shrews to little whatever you call them. Shrews, I guess, right? Summer, small mice. This was a big mouse. Biggest mouse I've seen all summer. I've seen like 20. So it runs in and it kind of goes, and now I, I see it run at me and like, not at me, but I'm looking at it on the ground and it runs up out of my sight, like under the bed. But I know the bed, there is no under the bed because it's like wood all the way down to the floor. So I'm like, okay, I don't like knowing that there's a mouse in here that I can't see. I don't want to sleep with the mouse here, especially with like food out around. And if I'm going to get up and take fucking oranges and, you know, there was, not a pigsty, but there's some fucking, you know, I've got uh, a bran muffin half eaten on the muffin top taken off neatly, but it's sitting under the uh, big screen on the wall there. Uh, I got my coffee that morning, right? There's a coffee cup, a little bit of coffee left in it. Not the end of the world, but I'm thinking to a mouse, I don't like knowing there's a little bit of food around and it's around me, crawly, around, you know, so whatever. I want to get the mouse. So I get up. I get my hockey stick, go over to the door. Now, I know that it can only be so many places because it's a wood floor. And like I said, the bed, like the box spring is into this wood. It, the, the wood is like down to the floor. The, the bed is lying on what seems to be an area with no, you can't get under the bed, right? You know what I mean? The wood is built all the way down to the floor. So. But then I look up around the head of the bed and for a little spot in behind to take care of the wires from the clock and everything, um, there's a little opening. So I'm like, okay, that's where he went. Because, I mean, I'm over. My shit's all over the place too, right? My my gear, two sets of jerseys, a sweat. Like you're, you're sweating as soon as you get out there. So like everything, every night got to be dried if it's not the middle of the day that I'm using the laundry just down the street. It's all got to be dried. And while I'm drying stuff, I'm also just using stuff on the fan in my room, right? So it's a series of all, all my stuff's in the bag. Bag smells like fucking hockey gear. Food up on the thing. You see what I mean? So like for a mouse, I know it could. I'm thinking it's in my hockey gear somewhere. So I went through it all meticulously and then I realized it's under the bed. Because like I said, it got that little tiny, tiny, tiny area for the wires to get in. And I guess if anything, you know, I suppose you can take that thing off. You need to get under the bed. You need to be able to do it. So not only do I realize it's in there, I start thinking. So I've been, even that night, I remember that night when I first got back, I went to post something and I could hear a bit of squeaking. So I figured the squeaking, though, was coming from the, the fan is also moving the, uh, what are they called? The blinds, right? From the window. The fan is right under that. So I was hearing squeaking for a few days. 
Okay, I remember. Uh, just one second, Penny Lane. Uh, sorry about that. Um, what was I saying? My, my Penny Lane just took a bug and flushed him down the toilet. Threw my threw my thinking off. What was I talking about? Okay, so yeah, the 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 mouse, fuck. The mouse, I'm, I'm going in, so I'm realizing that during all my pregame naps, I've been hearing that squeaking. Because what I do when I go to sleep, I always put on like white noise or fan noise or brown noise or something like that in the background, always. Um, I'd recommend spaceship living room with uh, noise, with, with fan noise, whatever. Spaceship living room, I think, maybe with white noise. With whatever noise, I always listen to that to get to sleep, and it's got it's like you're in a spaceship and in, in space. I mean, it puts me out within minutes. But I've been doing that to have pregame naps and whatever in between, and I've been hearing the squeaking, and then I realize this isn't a mouse, right? They're going in. I've done set deck, I've done which means set dressing, whatever for these for a lot of these shows. Like say Frontier, the one I worked on, we had this huge warehouse. And we would have, I remember, you know, one of the early problems we had was where to put the box springs and the mattresses from the beds that we used because often mice, rodents, sometimes rats, more often mice would get in there because it's comfortable to eat a box spring or a mattress, right? It's fluffy, it's warm. Right, and at a place like that warehouse where there was people with food coming in and out, we actually used some food as set deck. That was a mistake to actually have it in the warehouse. But anyway, so that's what happened. So then I realized I'm like I'm hearing a fucking nest of mice, and I'm lying right on top of them. Now I know for most of you that might seem like not a big deal, and I guess it's not. But there's no way then I'm saying this was like 11:55 at night. I'm like fuck, and everything's everywhere, you know. Everything's everywhere. So I called out the front desk. It took like an hour and a half. I got all my shit and, and got out of there. But it was just, there was something creepy about knowing that I'm listening to that. It's right under me. The thing went in under me, right? I'm hearing this squeaking. It's easy for food and shelter and everything else. So essentially, I was sleeping on a nest of mice for three or four, I guess four days, because that was Thursday night. Now, is it a big deal? No. I was a bit fucking creeped out about it. Now, by the way, thanks to my guest last week, Mark Hussey. It's great to catch up with Huss, and I'm glad he's doing well. And um, I've got Nate Thompson. I talked about Nate last podcast, I think, last week or two podcasts ago. Um, I'm going to have Nate on as well soon, uh, real soon. This week, I'm out in Victoria, B.C., Thursday to Sunday with my old buddies Jerry St. Cyr, Brendan Brooks, Mark Wolf, and company. We are raising money for Sport Assist, so we're going to have a uh, a good time. We're going to golf. We're going to we're going to fish. He's got it all set up. Jerry St. Cyr, an old Western League legend. Uh, Jerry was married to Manon Rayom for a while. The uh, the innovative female goalie that changed a lot. And um, didn't put female hockey on the map, but certainly helped to solidify it as an up-and-coming sport in the 90s. 
Jerry's a great guy. We played on 2004. Myself, Brooksy, and Wolfie, and Jerry played on uh, Team Canada Inline. And uh, it was a lot of fun, man. We lost in the final in London, Ontario to USA. Very unfortunate. And that was the one year. Usually I play ball hockey, and I got lucky there. There used to be a pro league, and we would play around here um, like locally, but I never played pro or anything. Those guys did. And they were getting down to the World Championships 2004, and someone dropped out. And I remember it was last minute, and a couple of guys locally vouched for me. And I went and played on Team Canada. But I, uh, that was literally a case of knowing people in the right spots. They knew I wouldn't embarrass. There wasn't, I, I, as I recall, there wasn't many options at all. And uh, that's how I got onto the squad. And, and those guys treated me awesome. I, I was okay. You know, I played a little bit, not a lot. And uh, but we did lose. We had a well. We did win a silver medal. But I haven't seen Jerry since. It's fucking nineteen years ago. Now Wolfie came here, played senior hockey with me one year in, in uh, actually in Alberta, Bentley. Then came here and played for the Cornerbrook Royals, the late two thousands. And Brooksy, I had on my podcast a few times. See Brooksy here and there in Ontario. But anyway, this is going to be a good time. So that's where I'll be Thursday to Sunday. That's a lot of travel. And then a week after that, I'm going to be in Buffalo for the uh, World Ball Hockey Championships, as I've mentioned. That should be a lot of fun as well. If you're in the area or you're even in you know, Toronto, it's not far. And you want to check out some good ball hockey on a world level, that's where we'll be, the World Masters Championships. I'll be there August 28th, and it's all clued up on September 4th. Looking forward to that. Um. What else? Yeah, Jeremy Bishop tomorrow. Tune in. I uh, promise you that uh, a lot of you, I mean a little, those of you who follow ball hockey will definitely know he's a legend, but a lot of people won't know who Bish is going in, but uh, A, he's a good friend, and he's interesting, to say the least. If you get a kick out of Newfoundlanders and their dialect, and uh, especially those that have an interesting hockey, good hockey player too, man, went to the Maritime League, ripped it up. He's got an Allen Cup, at least one. That's a Canadian Senior Hockey Championship. I know Bish has won, yeah, at least with Grand Falls just a few years ago too. He pulled it off at like 40, late 30s. Real good, real good hockey guy. Coaches now and everything else, and we'll, we'll hear about what he's got on the go when it comes to coaching and, uh, you know, what our plan will be for the upcoming Worlds. Bish is just a great guy. Sometimes, you know, it's nice to just listen to uh, someone from, uh, I'm going to say from Newfoundland, but those of you that enjoy my Newfoundland guests, I get all kinds of feedback, and I don't have as many on here as I should, well, you're going to enjoy Jeremy Bishop. So that's it. So thanks again to the Canadian Ball Hockey Association and everybody involved. It was another great time. I'm glad I went. I was on the fence. It was a long week, but uh, definitely worth it. And um, the last eight national finals I've been in, taking me back six or seven years, uh, I've gotten silver in each. So, hey, the other side of losing in the gold medal game in overtime once again uh, is that I'm due. One of these days, if I keep playing, the coin will turn up the other way, right, as it used to. Anyway, what a summer here. 
and uh, winding down, but I've just had a great time. Good luck to my real, real good friends, Cody Donahue and Zach O'Brien, who are, uh, I mean, I got lots of friends in the game, but the boys are, Zach left the other day to go overseas to Bratislava, and Cody's leaving for Wales uh, to play in uh, Cardiff, the English Elite League, in just a few days. We've had an awesome summer, and uh, good luck to the boys. All and all Newfoundlanders out there who are getting ready to go to camp. Uh, it seems to be we've got a more and more people each year going and, and, and playing prominent roles in teams all over the world. I was going to say North America, but all over the world. So it's good to see that Newfoundland representation because there certainly wasn't as much of it around when I was a kid. And people need to be inspired. So thanks, guys, and good luck. Folks, if you're downtown St. John's this weekend, why not stop in to the Bull and Barrel, TJ's, Green Sleeves, Rob Roy Confusion, Trinity Pub, or Martini Bar? That's where I like to go for my beers. I always start at Green Sleeves because I do. I'm a sucker for their food and uh, their live music. That's usually my hub. I stop there and then I branch out into the other places. So why not do the same? Check us out anyway. Downtown St. John's is hopping right now. The pedestrian walks on the go. Lots of patios, lots of beers, lots of fun, lots of games, lots of people, lots of entertainment. And amongst all of that, if you're going to go for a bite to eat, why not go to Merchant Tavern or Blue on Water if you're downtown? I mean, try anywhere, but those are the first two places that I go. And if I'm in the East End around Elizabeth Avenue, I always make sure to eat at Wedgwood Cafe. Stop in, check it out. Wedgwood Cafe. On Elizabeth Avenue, a very dependable place. Peter Wedgwood, check it out. And dependable sounds like a car dealership uh, or a mechanic. Dependable, it's fucking awesome. Wedge makes some great food. Check it out. Um, if you want strength and balance for the body and mind, go to Ryan Power, Power Conditioning on Rope Walk Lane. You can't go wrong. If you want to go to Mr. Lube, there's two locations in St. John's, Newfoundland. Now one's on Torbay Road, one's on Camelot Road. Live, laugh, loop. Pitbull Pain Relief, pain sticks that don't quit. Pitbullpainrelief.com, check it out. See what all the fuss is about. True Hockey, take what's yours. Thanks, boys. I'll be grabbing a few more sticks for the World Championships in just a few weeks. But uh, they were... I'm loving these sticks. What are they? Is we give it a plug? The True... I don't know. I don't know. They're blue and black. Uh, they're out in the shed, and I'm too lazy to go out and get them. They're blue and black, and they're the ones Mariner uses. I fucking love them. And I'm not just saying it. It's the best stick, the most comfortable stick that I've ever used, and I'm going to continue to do so. So thanks to Corey Gregory and True Hockey for that. Folks, I'll be back in just a couple of days. Really, I'll be back tomorrow, but we'll be posting it on Thursday with one of the biggest legends in the history of Canadian and Newfoundland ball hockey. Jeremy Bishop. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I'll catch you guys on the rebound.